0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Aftershock, where we give you the latest and greatest in all things Web3 and things happening in NFTs and the metaverse. Now, the last week has been extremely wild, and there's several things to cover but first I want to say if you're over on YouTube please make sure you give us uh, a like and subscribe if you enjoy our comment leave us some comments if you enjoy what we're information that we're giving or anything else that you want to share with us and then of course if you're on our podcast please make sure to give us a share and also go and leave us a nice five star review whenever you get the chance so now without further ado we are going to get into this week's Aftershock. The Aftershock. So we got to start with the doozy of what's going on. So Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. So over the last week, a lot of things happened in succession. First, last week we reported on a Silvergate starting to have some challenges. It ultimately collapsed, went under. Shortly after, you had this bank now go under, um, which was very unfortunate. Silicon Valley Bank, uh, which is hosts a lot of regular, regular web 2.0 uh, of VCs so of the amount of money that it had in its reserves only about 3% are FDIC insured which means that you know the $250,000 that the federal um, government uh, insures up to depositors only 3% of those people were covered so 97% had more than that amount in there which was Huge news and kind of sent not only the traditional markets in a free fall, but also was a huge risk for USDC as it got depegged because it came out that SVB is uh, had a certain amount uh, USDC had a certain amount of their money in SVB, roughly three billion dollars. So that caused USDC to depeg, and as soon as that started to happen, you saw. The entire crypto market kind of going to free fall down um, over uh, the last week. Now, as that happened over the weekend, uh, institutions like Coinbase stopped all of USDC uh, trading until Monday. And what the FDIC happened, they came in and they restructured uh, over the weekend and basically stopped the free fall that was happening in both the traditional markets and the crypto markets and got USDC in a stable place to where they uh, no longer have that for $3 billion um, loss on books. They are now covered. And what you saw in response to that was an absolute short squeeze happened in the market. We saw Bitcoin go all the way down uh, to 20,000, all the way back up to twenty four uh, uh Ethereum going back up to 1,700, and so on and so forth. Now, time will tell if this can be a sustained move. And if we're really starting to see the, a real bullish move, or if this was truly just a short squeeze. But something here that I do really want to spend some time on is showing the importance of some centralization in monetary systems. And hear me out on this to all you hardcore uh, decentralized people out there. Why did UST fail? So Terra Luna, when the UST pegged it went into a free fall and there was a run on the bank. And once that happened, it basically virtually became nothing. USDC had a chance to do that. But what happened? Things got paused over the weekend. Crypto usually doesn't stop. It's 24-7. It it, it keeps going. But in this scenario, transactions really got to get halted um, throughout the weekend while the dust settled and everything got figured out. And that, that alone helped USDC have enough time to figure things out get back pegged and not have a gigantic run on the USDC bank because that would have been extremely detrimental to the entire crypto market. So again, as it relates to the monetary system, some centralization can be good, especially as it relates to protecting downside. So this is an example of, of when it worked out. So we got to keep the, start at the top of the hour there. And it is it's great to see um, USDC be able to stand up. Terrible to see SVB fail, unfortunately, um, as a lot of VCs, startups. Uh, unfortunately, are not going to see all their money necessarily come back. And this is also the second largest bank to ever fail uh, period um, since 2008, uh, which is, is is pretty wild to see. And you, all, you even have other banks in the traditional world over in the US um, that are failing, uh, as well. And this could keep causing more dominoes, more other banks, uh, to be, f- uh, failing over the next week. So keep your eyes on that, but we got to start the top the hour there. So again, uh, our next article, we're going to be looking at, uh, USDC, um, as it regained its dollar peg, um, after it said it had its $3.3 billion with SVB. So, uh, I kind of talked about this, uh, just a moment ago, but basically, The USDC is a type of uh, stable coin that's pegged to the US dollar. And um, after last week, it said it had 3.3 billion of its cash reserve at SVB. Um, The USDC lost its peg, it was falling as low as 86 cents on Saturday. And then um, Circle holds about 9.7 billion in cash. 5.4 billion of that is now um, held by BNY uh, Mellon. So, We have to keep watching to see what happens with this. It's crazy to think that USDT, Tether, was more stable than USDC at one point. Especially uh, old things on Twitter. Uh, Crypto Twitter was very active and showed things when Coinbase was saying that USDC was more stable than Tether and was making everyone get out of their Tether over in the USDC. While that this has only happened in a short amount of months, but here we are. And I'm sure even more is going to come out with it. Our third article is going to be looking at Facebook. So Facebook's parent company Meta is exploring a decentralized app. So the app's going to be a standalone product for sharing text updates. Um, and the news was first reported by Indian Business News site Money Control. Um, we believe there's an opportunity to separate space where creators and public figures can share time updates about their interest. A Meta MetaSports spokesperson said and the app whose code name is p92 is still under development it's going to allow users to log on using their credentials for instagram the photo sharing social media site also owned by meta so again a large amount of web 2 companies are continuing to build on web 3.0 and are trying to get their foothold into social media as it goes into that direction so Matt is going to continue to pour money on this, and I think other companies will do the same. Our next article looks at Nigerian President-elect aiming to use blockchain technology in the banking sector. So the Nigerian President-elect wants to review existing SEC digital asset regulations to stimulate economic growth. And the way that he is going to do that was through a manifesto that he released that if implemented would enable the blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies in the nation's banking and finance sector. Uh, The manifesto suggested reviewing existing Nigerian SEC regulations on digital assets to make them more business friendly. The suggested regulations would require digital asset companies to register with the SEC and mandate all digital asset offerings and investments comply with SEC regulations. So more and more companies are trying to find ways to make cryptocurrency a feasible path to improving their financial systems. I think these will be great case studies to observe how this can be used, not necessarily properly or the best or most efficiently, but we're getting real use cases out there. And as the market continues to mature and have more ways that, and lessons that can be taken away from these different economies truly going all in on cryptocurrencies, the better it's going to be ultimately for the entire world embracing crypto. Our next article is looking at uh, the judge mulling over removing Shaq and Naomi Ah Ahsoka from FTX lawsuits. So the plaintiffs have until December to show cause as to why the two sports stars should not be dismissed from the lawsuit. So in a paperless order, the U.S. District Judge Kevin Moore instructed the plaintiffs to provide cause on while Shaquille O'Neal and Osaka shouldn't be dismissed from the suit. According to Moore, whether the two sports stars have been served is unclear. The judge gave FTX customers until December to show cause. The order was one of several. The judge issued on March 9th. In another order, Moore reprimanded other celebrity defendants for requesting to push back a scheduled conference without following the proper steps. Um, these celebrity defendants, including Tom Brady, Giselle uh, Buchman, Kevin O'Leary, David Ortiz, Trevor Lawrence, um, asked for time extension. Now, again, from this FTX whole breakdown, there are a lot of major figures out in the world that backed it through commercials, through endorsements, other other things. And so they're trying to get removed from it and are legally trying to put things um out there to to try to distance themselves from this impending lawsuit. Um good luck to Shaq, good luck to uh Osaka. Um time will tell where this pans out, but I this is such an interesting debate on whether these celebrities should be held responsible for people who went and invested. Um I will reserve that for conversation for another day. But I think that judges deciding whether or not they should be allowed to be prosecuted or not is in itself uh, going to set the stage for what could happen to other celebrities in the future who unfortunately make not great decisions on which crypto projects to back. Next, we're looking at Hedera. As Hedera confirms exploit on mainnet, led to theft of service tokens. So Hedera, the team behind distributed ledger Hedera Hashgraph, has confirmed a smart contract exploit on the Hedera mainnet that led to the theft of several liquidity pool tokens. Hedera said that the attacker targeted liquidity pool tokens on the centralized exchanges that derived its code from Uniswap V2 on Ethereum, which was ported over to use Hedera token services. The Hedera team explained that the suspicious activity was detected when an attacker attempted to move the stolen tokens across Hashport Bridge, which consists of liquidity pool tokens on SaucerSwap, um, Pangolian, and Hel- Heliswap. However, the operators then opted acted promptly to temporarily pause the bridge. Hackers are going to hack. And unfortunately, when you look at a lot of exploitations across a lot of these different ecosystems. They're happening on DEXs and bridges. So continue to be as safe as you can um, as a lot of these different hackers are going to try to find a way to get access to liquidity and get as much money as they can. The final article is going to be looking at crypto GBT Twitter accounts spring up as hashtag trends on Twitter. So dozens of Twitter accounts have emerged on social media platform claiming to be related to Crypto GPT. The hashtag related to a perpetrated artificial intelligence crypto token called Crypto GPT has been trading on Twitter. Alongside it, a number of very similar looking Twitter accounts have sprung up, um, some of which have been touting likely fake giveaways. At the time of this writing, download Crypto GPT was trending um, 6,185 tweets. Now, the reason we bring this up is because um, if anyone here has spent time with chat uh, which is an open AI system that is extremely powerful and, and really cool to see, people trend to jump on trends. And by creating something um, within Twitter that can kind of act along the same lines, uh, people built the hype. And these are all essentially how meme coins are created. So this is one that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, one that I'm going to be watching pretty closely and something that might um, you might want to look at on your own radar as well. So that's going to wrap up Web3 lightning round. Next, we're going to look at last week in the metaverse. And the first article we're looking at is Nissan filing four new Web3 trademarks, trial sales in the metaverse. So Nissan filed four new Web3 trademarks for its Infinity Nusmo, and Nissan Brands. So it is the latest car manufacturer to ramp up its Web3 efforts following uh, the four new Web3-related trademarks in the U.S. The new filings cover Infiniti, Nusmo, and Nissan Brands um, according to the trademark applications to U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. We will see more and more of these Big brands are seeing other big brands trademarked into the metaverse. And now it's almost like other big brands are trying to play catch up because no one wants to be last. And once you get enough of these large corporations doing this, uh, they realize like this is where we need to be allocating our planning for the future. And they're acting on it. So I think we're going to see more and more of this. Next up, we're looking at OpenSea. As they patched vulnerability that potentially exposed users' identities, cybersecurity firm Impervia found a vulnerability that could be used to link user information such as email addresses and phone numbers to NFTs, which has now been patched. And March 9th blog post, the firm Impurity told how it discovered the vulnerability and claimed that it could de-anonymize OpenSea users by linking an IP address, a browser session, or an email to certain conditions to an NFT. As the NFT corresponds to a cryptocurrency wallet, a user's real identity could be revealed from the information gathered and linked to the wallet and its activity. So this is such uh this has since been patched up and fixed. And there will be a need for crypto security forever. And I think it's gonna continue to be critical to keep users' data very, very secure and less likely to be traced because as much as we love the world of decentralization and the anonymity that it brings, there are still tricks to circumvent that and to have people start to, to monitor and, and have a lot of uh, more insights into who the actual people are behind certain addresses. So careful out there. Glad this vulnerability uh, was able to be resolved. Next, we're looking at Dalmaker founder building game based on abandoned Logan Paul project in just 30 days. So D-Gen Zoo has seen more than 115,000 wallets registered to join the game, pledging over $700 million. So the NFT game was inspired by YouTuber Logan Paul's controversial crypto zoo concept. And Dalmaker Christoph Zuckman, Zuckman took on the challenge of building his variant of the shelved zoo themed game in just 30 days. So inspired by Chris Paul's Crypto Zoo, um, which critics called a scam. Uh, Christoph's version simulates the impact of capitalism on animal extinction, featuring a deflationary token and NFT collection of 120 endangered species, where players are motivated to kill their NFT, driving the collection to extinction and raising their awareness, a devastating effect on of human greed on wildlife. So I think this is really interesting, amazing what can happen when someone sees a concept and wants to bring it to life and people really buy into it. So this is one of those NFT products that I think could catch wildfire and is already starting to make pretty significant headlines. Next, we're going to look at Yuga Labs. Um, Yuga Labs, other side Metaverse to launch second trip on March 25th. So, the board 8 parent company will allow up to 10,000 holders of its other deed NFTs to participate in the second gamified test of its other side metaverse platform. The second trip will take place on March 25th. It will include a two hour narrative experience led by four other side team captains. The second trip is open to holders of other deed NFTs, which are linked to land in the as of yet released other side metaverse. Each holder referred to as a Voyager will have the opportunity to invite a guest to join them in the experience. So for all those out there who are looking to be part of the second trip, uh, make sure you're going out there, being involved and doing what you can to be a part of this unique experience. As I'm sure there will be a lot of great things that ultimately come from this opportunity. Next, we're going to look at Starbucks Odyssey. Um, As they released the Siren Collection, its first limited edition NFT drop. So members of the Starbucks Odyssey, the rewards program currently in beta, were able to purchase up to two stamps from the edition of 2,000 featuring the brand's iconic Siren. But the launch was not without a few issues. So the coffee company's Web3 loyalty program released its first limited edition NFT, which is called Stamps. The program is invite only and allows members to complete activities such as quizzes and in-store purchase to earn stamps, which can be collected or resold on it. Nifty Gateway. So the 2,000-item two, 2, Siren Collection features versions of the company's iconic Siren with stamps priced at $100. Members of Starbucks Odyssey um, were able to buy two stamps each and pay by credit card or using their MetaMask wallet. So Starbucks is really trying to get in front of NFTs, really trying to get in front of your everyday consumer, being able to act and use some of these collections. Starbucks is one of the largest recognized brands worldwide. And if they're able to win, they're able to come up with a solid loyalty program utilizing NFTs, you best believe you're going to have so many other major big brands copy this and try to improve upon it and have it be the norm for loyalty programs. So Starbucks is really trying to lead the way with this. And I think uh, it's, it's really cool to see them build out such a unique loyalty program. Our next article look at looks at Vitalik NFT collection um, as it takes top spot on OpenSea. The collection is soaring based on association with the co-founder of Ethereum, Vitalik and the Gitcoin Presents non NFT collection is soaring in value after its open edition mint concluded Wednesday, taking the top spot across leading marketplaces. The collection is more rapidly rising in interest and value because of the association association of Ethereum co-founder Vitalik with the project, though its direct invo- although his direct involvement of the NFT drop has not been established. In one week, collectors minted 9,221 tokens at the floor price of 0.5 ETH or about $770. And the collection has already hit the secondary market in full force. And collection's trading volume of 7,763 ETH, or nearly 12 million at the time of the writing. So (laughs) it's so wild how people fan out over Vitalik and just how much success this is having in a short amount of time. Um, So for all you hardcore Vitalik fans out there, you now have an NFT that you can go look at and uh, we'll see if it can keep the same type of momentum um, over the next couple of days and weeks. Our final article is going to look at Lego. It's to prepare a metaverse collaboration with Epic Games to target digital markets. Lego, the interlocking toy brick company, is preparing to present details of a metaverse initiative built in partnership with Epic Games, the company behind Fortnite. The move would clarify the future actions of the company toward establishing a presence in virtual worlds, targeting users in digital markets. The company's strategy is to continue growing by offering Lego products in such markets, helping users recognize brand even when online. Lego grew significantly in the last year, with revenue soaring by 17% compared to 2021, in part boosted by the strong sales in Western Europe and America's supercells also rose by 12% in 2022. So they're looking towards the metaverse, which is super amazing. Uh, the company invested $2 billion in Epic Games in partnership with Sony with the idea of building its own metaverse platform to bring kids closer to brand and safe and secure virtual spaces designed, especially for them. AKA, they saw <laughs> what Roblox was doing, all the success they're having. and was like, we need to do this. We're the OGs of block buildings and everything else. And they're like, we could probably do it better. How do we get one of the top tier types of companies out there that can help us build it? Then how do we also build something in the metaverse as that comes out? So I think it's really smart and strategic types of partnerships we're putting in place. I think it's probably going to be a really sick game once it's finally released. And I'm excited to see what ultimately comes from this type of partnership and relationship that is being built out. So that's going to wrap it for this week's Aftershock. I hope you enjoyed all the articles. Again, if you like what we had to say, please make sure to like and subscribe or to leave us a nice review. And if you have any feedback for us, make sure to leave us some comments or to go check out our website at crypto-current.co. Hope you enjoyed all the content for this week. And as always, I hope you stay Crypto Current. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Crypto Current. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.